welcome to the Know the News podcast. I'm Rusty Turner, editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks for joining us again this week. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about the growing arts economy in Northwest Arkansas, and specifically the impact that local film festivals have on the region and the state. Mary Jordan, our reporter who covers the arts economy for us, will be here to talk about it. But first, let me tell you about a number of other great stories coming your way this weekend in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Doug Thompson takes a look at how the coronavirus pandemic has affected the field workers for the state's Division of Children and Family Services. Since the pandemic began more than a year ago, one-fifth of the field staff have contracted COVID-19. Safety precautions often slow down placement of children in the foster care system, further bogging things down. Stacy Ryburn will tell us about a proposal in Fayetteville to use city funds to incentivize COVID-19 vaccines for employees of private businesses. One city council member wants to use American Rescue Plan funds to pay for it all. Stacy will also have the details on next week's special election in Fayetteville to reauthorize the city's one-cent sales tax for operations and some capital expenditures. A 2013 Washington County murder case remains on the circuit court docket, but it hasn't come to trial yet because the suspect hasn't been ruled mentally fit to proceed. Juan Pablo Perez Lopez has been undergoing mental health treatment at the state hospital since being involuntarily committed after his arrest eight years ago. He's accused in the stabbing death of Jesus Cecil Villalobos. Ron Wood has the story. A new commercial development planned for Fort Smith's old Greenwood Road got some pushback from local residents, but city planners approved it anyway. So what does this mean for the future of the neighborhood? Max Bryan will bring us the details. Also, we'll have the latest details on the trial of Anthony Bowen, the sheriff of Franklin County, who was accused in federal court of using excessive force on suspects in his custody. And of course, Razorback football practice is underway and our sports team is all over it. Check out our coverage at nwaonline.com and at wholehogsports.com. And now, back to the arts economy. Mary Jordan's story on the impact of film festivals on the state and local economy hits on Sunday in, in editions of the Northwest Arts and Democrat Gazette. So, and Mary's here to talk about it with us. Hi, Mary. Hi, Rusty. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We also have a couple of expert guests with us. We have Catherine Tucker. She's the executive director of the Arkansas Film Society. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Glad, glad you could be here. And we also have joining us today Ashley Edwards. She's the programming manager for the Bentonville Film Festival. You're pretty busy this week, so thanks for making time for us, Ashley. It's director of programming. I'm sorry, director of programming for the Bentonville Film Festival. Um, well, th- I know you're busy this week, so thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, so I'm going to start with Mary. Tell us a little bit about the story you've got coming Sunday. Well, Russ, you touched on it a bit. It is indeed about the growing number of film festivals we have in the region and how they're influencing the local economies, but it also delves into Arkansas's potential for the overall film industry in the nation. So uh, your story mentions that there are 15 different film festivals in Arkansas, and that's a number that probably surprises some folks. So, Catherine, can you give us some insight into the, the, these events, uh, how they ended up in Arkansas, and, and, and how, they, how they affect their local communities? Sure. Um, you know, I, I think folks have figured out that if you give artists a venue to show their work, then uh, artists create more art, and 
in this case, film. And, um, you know, we, we, the Arkansas Cinema, Cinema Society started, um, you know, because the Little Rock Film Festival closed and we noticed a dramatic, pretty dramatic decrease in the number of films being made when that happened. And so I think, you know, having these localized regional film festivals, it encourages um, people to make more films and you'll go see good films and bad films and, um, I think regardless, when you see, you know, your neighbor making a film and you start thinking, you know, hey, maybe, maybe I can do that. Okay. And, and locally uh, in, in, in Northwest Arkansas, in our part of the state, of course, the Bentonville Film Festival is, is one of the biggest and it's happening now. Uh, and then next week, there's a new film festival uh, starting in Fort Smith, I understand. Uh, and uh, yeah. so... Um, and what kind of films are we talking about? It's, it's, it's all different varieties of films. Is that right, Catherine? Yeah. So, you know, I think all film festivals, just depending on their parameters and they're all different, um, you know, they usually have some sort of niche and, you know, like the Bentonville and Ashley can speak to that as well, but you know, the Bentonville film festival has, you know, really wants to promote, um, female filmmakers and, and BIPOC filmmakers, but, you know, Fort Smith, I think is more regional. So I think they're trying to um, share the work of their local artists and they have a really great film community. So I think it just depends. And, you know, like the Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival, they screen documentaries only. And we do a curated film festival that has national, um, kind of nationally known films. And then we also have an Arkansas program where we screen a ton of Arkansas films, both by seasoned filmmakers and students. And that, that's I a, think uh, you know each each film festival usually has their own little niche, right? And that's a that's a great segue to to Ashley. Tell us a little bit about this year's Bentonville Film Festival and the kind of films that uh, that are on display this week. Yeah, so this year we are having a hybrid festival. Um, it's really in a response to over the past year. You know, last year we pivoted to only virtual. We had a couple of drive-in events. Um, but we really, what we learned from that was we gained more of a global audience. We've always had international filmmakers, filmmakers from all over the country come to the festival, but with the virtual platform, we were able to engage audiences all over the world. So we thought that was really cool. We kept it for this year. This year is a little bit um, in response to what's going on, the pandemic. We wanted to keep it safe. So we have both virtual and in-person events. The in-person events are safe. We have over uh, 45, 50 filmmakers here in Arkansas right now to represent their film, to participate in the Q&A, to meet uh, community stakeholders, to meet local people, local film community. Um, we have filmmaker events for them. So you get that as part of our festival, which I think is, is really cool as an Arkansas audience member. One thing I always say, and I am an Arkansan, I've always lived here. Um, we kind of brought our state so that Arkansas audiences, the people that just live down the street, not the people that travel all over to come, can hear these stories of filmmakers and you never know it can either change your perception of something it can give you a different perspective on film it also has a lot of independent film which you're not going to get in your big theaters but also you get to see how to be in the film industry if you want to become a filmmaker become a producer so that's kind of what we want to cultivate 
This year, we have engaged and created a platform for more than 100 number of diverse filmmakers from, again, across the world, um, bringing them to Arkansas, sharing their work with an estimated number of about 8,000 people here in the state, 30,000 globally. And I'm really, really proud of that. And I'm really proud over the past seven years how many alumni we have cultivated. This year, I think you can... Um, you know, you can enjoy regional shorts programs. You can enjoy LGBTQIA plus programs, but you have our competition films that again, these are some of the strongest narrative films in the country, strongest documentary films in the country that are currently being picked up by distributors. That's all happening, you know, while we're having this festival. And I think that's just really cool. So people can either come to a film in person or come online. So and it's all kinds. It's like rom-coms, it's drama, it's documentary. So it's not just serious, um, serious films, if that makes sense. Sure, sure, absolutely. And so, you you know, during the festival itself, you have visitors. There are people coming from in from out of town, filmmakers, film buffs, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that, ha that has mm -hmm. some impact on the local economy as far as restaurants and hotels and just general commerce, uh, which is right. great. Um, but you also mentioned, and I'd be interested in Catherine's take on this, you also mentioned the, uh, the, that film festivals make the film industry itself more accessible uh, for people in the right. state and perhaps even encourages people to look at Arkansas as a place where films can be made. Right. Did you want to talk to that, Catherine? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, I, I talk a lot about like the film ecosystem and I think that um, you know, it's so important to have festivals that bring that bring filmmakers to the state and then you also have a local program where the, those local filmmakers can engage with the with the more seasoned filmmakers that are national and then that's how that all kind of breeds and then they have access then the local filmmakers have access and a touchstone to be able to get into the industry in some way and then i i have also seen you know just time and time again how when filmmakers come to arkansas they always love it they have such a great experience and then mm -hmm. they want to make their next movie here um it's happened so much and and they see that arkansas is a film friendly place and um it's kind of like you know, they all feed on each other. Um, and so I think it's so, I think it's so critical to have, you know, not just local filmmakers represented, but also, you know, bring in national talent so that they can commingle. And I'll say that every filmmaker, you know, um, most filmmakers that come to our festival that are not from here, they're, I don't know, there's some, are they scared? Are they confused? They land in the middle of a a field in our airport, <laughs> but then we bring them into our city and our town and our region. And like Catherine says, they want, they're like, how do we make a film here? How do we capture this amazing, beautiful place? And I, I just hear that time and time again. And I would, I just want to echo that, that it's like the more we are exposing the region and the stakeholders of our region bringing this like BFF, bringing top tier talent, not only our chair, Dina Davis, but this top, you know, and on screen and off screen talent, you know, just, you know, we have celebrities, but we also have really cool producers and executives and people that are making decisions 
at the table about what content is shown across the globe are coming to Arkansas. And I think that puts Arkansas on the map, but it also changes the perception of Arkansas in Hollywood. If we are having these entertainment conversations in our state, we are also being represented differently than maybe how, how the South has or how our country, you know, state has in the past. For me, that's very important. So, Catherine, I recall this from from Mary's story that that I think these quotes were attributed to you in the story that that you know it, it might be easy to dismiss uh, filmmaking in Arkansas as as, as a small uh, economic engine, but there's there's actually great potential there, and and then you know. A lot of money coming in the state when 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 films are made here. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So, I mean, you know, I know I'm biased, but I feel like film is kind of a perfect industry, um, especially for a state like ours that's so beautiful and has so much talent. But you know, we have an increasing number of of film professors at universities and even in high schools. Um, so we're sort we're training all these students, um, all these filmmakers. And then without the production in the state to be able to um, offer them jobs, they're having to leave. So, you know, we essentially become a farm club where we're just, you know, training our own talent and then they have to leave. So that's really, you know, what one of my goals is to just increase the number of productions in the state and have sustainable productions in the state so that you can make movies and live in the state and, you know, be able to stay here with your family. Um, I'm a filmmaker and I have to travel all the time. And so it's, it's a very personal mission to me for, for me, but you know, if you look at film there, the numbers really kind of speak for themselves. I mean, the studies are out there, unfortunately, you know, Arkansas is not the first to implement um, a, a film tax incentive and, you know, the states like Georgia and Oklahoma um, that is our, our neighbors there, you know, they have economic impact studies on their website that, you know, really the proof is in the pudding and, um, they create thousands of jobs. They, you know, it's also promotes our state. You get George Clooney hashtagging at the Capitol hotel. Um, <laughs> that's one of our dreams, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, or hashtagging at 21 C, you know, all of those things are great PR events for the state. Um, as well as creating jobs and um, keeping our talent at home. So I really, I believe in the power of film. And if you look at a state like Georgia that instituted their current tax incentive program um, about 15 years ago, really, um, and then they, they uncapped it, I think in 2012, but they now have an $80 billion economic impact in Georgia. Um, and that was just created over 15 years. And they also, um, they had, Georgia had more film starts than California did last year. So it's really, um, it's, it's really a powerful industry and the economic development possibilities are, are really endless. So Mary, I want to kind of circle back. You cover all aspects of the arts economy. So was there any, what were your takeaways from, from, uh, from talking about film's role in uh, specifically in, in, in the arts economy in, in, in the region? 
Gosh, well, I, I think it's so much a, a matter of untapped potential for Arkansas. Um, this story was so interesting for me because I really didn't realize the potential for Arkansas in the film industry until I started having interviews and peeling back the layers. And if I experienced that, I have to imagine that that would be the same case. Um, I know if I would have had opportunities to consider film as a career when I was younger, I don't, I don't know what pass that might have given me. And so to, to create opportunities for our young people that don't exist here now, to me, is very exciting. And, you know, I have to wonder, you know, what this secret sauce is in states like Georgia, in Oklahoma, what are they doing that we could start emulating beyond our tax breaks to kind of make those things happen? You know, our minimum for making a movie here, as I understand it, Catherine, please set me right if I'm incorrect, is about $200,000 compared to Georgia, which is $500,000. So it seems to me that we would be a given, like we would have an advantage just for that aspect of coming here. So there's a little bit of mystery to me as to how we can kind of open the state up and, and make people really take advantage of that tax break to come here to film. I see. So, and, and a number of, there have been a number of, of films, I, you know, based on your story, uh, that, have, that have been filmed in Arkansas, are currently underway uh, right here in Northwest Arkansas. I uh, think it's Martin Lawrence uh, is, has been in town uh, uh, making a film. Uh, we've also had, you know, a True Detective was here a couple of years ago, uh, and um, Catherine, I'm sure you can name more of them than I can. So uh, there, there have been a number of narrative films or, or documentary films made in Arkansas recently. Yes, and, you know, part of, and I think we, we recently passed this new tax incentive legislation, which is a start on sort of what, you know, what we would like to see happen. Um, one of the things that Georgia and Oklahoma have done is, is they've made it pretty easy for productions to get to a 30% incentive. And Arkansas, you know, we have a 20% incentive, and then you get an added 10% on um, any local film crew that you that you hire. But what that it ends up being about 25%. So if we could get the you know our legislation to about 30 or 35%, I think we would be really really competitive with the with the country. And what we can offer that is very different um, than Georgia, and you know, like we've just talked about, but. Um, you know, Georgia's minimum spend is 500000 Um, So we have a real niche to be able to re recruit some lower budget films that can, you know, still employ 40, 40 filmmakers at a time. And, you know, really what we need is, you know, not a true detective every five years. We need, you know, five projects like true detective a year. Um, so that we can, so that, so that we can sustain these workers that are living here because after true detective, in 2018, you know, the crew, all of the crew had to move um, to find work. And it wasn't until, you know, this year at some time that some of them were able to work again. And so, um, and there's so many expats that live outside of Arkansas that would love, love to be able to come home and work and would work for, you know, as a local. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there, I think, to even recruit some expats, expats back home that work in the film industry that have had to move. All right. Do you mind if I add? Oh, please do. A little yeah. Yeah. Uh, please do. Um, well, just from the, you know, I work with uh, producers here with Farm Studios and Kickstart Entertainment also, but but just hearing filmmakers come and then and kind of at the festival experience and as an educator and, and living here and hearing the, the issues that people have when they come here to, to make film, um, I think a lot of it's pretty easy um, to do. And I've noticed it from the festival experience. It's really just like 
getting your community to invest in creative people and businesses and communities to kind of strategize, to educate each other, but also to make these films that come in feel welcome and, you know, give them a really good experience that makes them want to come back. I just hear that time and time again, people who come here. We love the food. We love the restaurants. We think, oh, you know, and I'm speaking specifically of Northwest Arkansas. It's so wonderful. You have all these museums. And then that, again, they want to come shoot here. But what we're missing is, is crew and trained crew. So as an educator and as, you know, I'm, I'm, they always text me saying, hey, give me 50 students right now or give me, you know, to come and be on set. But, but the, the students who aren't trained, maybe they're good and maybe they're cheap labor, which I hate to say that, but they're at, they shouldn't be. But that training, they don't understand, you know, they're not there with a sense of urgency of production and they're not kind of in that trained they don't have that trained muscle of production and i definitely think that training crew here training filmmakers here training how to you know be in a extra is going to be how we get also more people um to come and shoot i mean other than the the like Catherine said the money part but i think just that like an education level we we just need to crew up a little bit better and and um, I want to work with people and BFF wants to help, you know, help that year round and how we can and help people get into film and understand that it's a real job and you don't have to live in L.A. and you don't have to live in New York to work in the film industry. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's such a great point because part of, you know, we I've produced several films in Arkansas and, you know, we'll take interns from a variety of universities We'll train them up, uh, you know, and then the movie's over and then there's not another movie for nine months. And so then they have to move. So I think that sustainable, like having the sustainable productions is like, is, is a really great way to retain crew. And I think, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot and I really feel like the incentive, once you have that incentive to be here, then you start having the sustainable productions and, you know, transparent and, you know, the ease of application, I think is also really important that if you look at Oklahoma and Georgia's, you know, websites, like everything is just, it's like buying a pair of shoes online. You know, you can apply yeah. for the, you can apply for the incentive online and it's extremely transparent and guaranteed. And so I think there's a few things, like Ashley said, like that are really easy to do. We just need, we just need to do that. Very interesting. I'm not sure a lot of people think of think of film in the same way as a, as, a, as a sustainable industry or a long term industry in Arkansas. But certainly the potential appears to be there uh, based on based on the conversation today. So, uh, anything else to uh, from any of anyone to before we wrap up? Well, you know, I, I was interested in hearing a little bit more about the production arm for Bentonville Fe Bentonville Film Festival. That's sort of helping to develop uh, talent too within our university systems. Ashley, can you fill us in there? I can. I can. I can tell you a little. <laughs> Some of it comes with, you know, it's under embargo. But um, we, you know, I, I don't know if anyone knows, but um, BFF became a nonprofit foundation last year in the state of Arkansas and decided to employ myself included and a programmer and just, you know, we're small year round um, with Gina as our chair 
kind of leading our mission and our president, Wendy Guerrero, just re like really leading our mission. But we're here on the ground. And what they did is they, they wanted to become a nonprofit so that we could um, we could start all of this uh, and, you know, start all of this sort of change. But one thing that we also found is that our alumni, we have 11,000, over 11,000 alumni that came from the seven years of our festival. They all have next projects. Our mission is still the same, which is to champion women and diverse voices on screen and off screen. So we want to crew up here, but we also want to have diverse talent because access is really hard. So if you have a lot of privilege to get into that really good film school, then it's going to be easy for you to get in the industry. But what about the whole rest of the population that does it? So we have these alumni from all over the country, some from Arkansas, some from, you know, California, wherever, that have next projects. And what we found is that they're really hard to get made. A filmmaker makes one project, they put everything into it, they spend their savings on it. You have no idea how, it is, how hard it is to fund a film on your own. So they, you know, making that next project, telling that next story is really hard. So we wanted to help them. Part of that was creating the, uh, the, the content arm, which Kristen Mann is now heading, which is, you know, we're really, really lucky that, you know, Kristen Mann being from Arkansas has the same vision. I mean, Catherine, myself and Kristen, I come from Pine Bluff, my, I'm from Pine Bluff originally. Kristen's from North Little Rock. Catherine, you're from Little Rock, correct? You know, we're all yeah, kind of have this heart of like, you know, we could do it here. Um, but we just, you know, I think it's important that we, that our, our, these people come. So we wanted to kind of develop a film fund and get some of our stakeholders, corporate partners, um, community stakeholders involved to invest in it. And so that's kind of what, why we did the, the content arm so that we can develop this alumni and then also work with regional filmmakers to develop content. So I can't say like too much because that is going to be released soon. But um, this has been in the thought for a lot in the works for a long time. It's just now this year kind of being implement implemented and we see how we can, you know, go to the next five years. That makes sense. But really, it's just submitting a script online, <laughs> you know, getting on our website, submitting a script. Um, right now, we're taking narrative projects, documentary features, and episodic. And, um, yeah. Wow. So and I, I just have to add, you know, as a filmmaker in Arkansas, this is an amazing resource for our Um I was so excited when I heard about it. And Kristen is, an, is a great producer. And... Um, Really, it's, you know, it, it's filling a void, um, filling a pretty big void for Arkansas filmmakers. So um, stay tuned because I feel like it's, it's a, an amazing resource. Well, that's a really good tease. So, Mary, sounds like you've got some work to do. Yeah. So. Thank you guys for keeping me gamefully employed. I All appreciate right. it. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, I want to thank all three of you for uh, for joining us today and providing us a little insight into the film uh, industry in Arkansas and the economic impact of film in Arkansas, especially through through our local festivals. So, uh, our guests today were Catherine Tucker, and she's the executive director 
of the Arkansas Film Society and also Ashley Edwards, Director of Programming for the Bentonville Film Festival. Thank you both for being here, and thank you, Mary Jordan, our uh, uh, arts in the, uh, in the econ uh, economy in the arts uh, reporter here at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Rusty. Thank you guys so much for having us. It was fun. Be sure to check out Mary's story on film festivals and their impact on the Arkansas economy in this weekend's editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You know, our subscribers can access all of our content on our tablet and smartphone apps or at our website at nwaonline.com. If you're not a subscriber to the newspaper and don't want to be left out of the conversation, please call us at 479-684-5509 to subscribe or go to nwaonline.com and click on the subscribe button there. That's all there is to it. Thanks again for listening today. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe by clicking on the subscribe button. We'll be back again next week. My name's Rusty Turner, and I'm signing off for Know the News. Know the News.